only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Welcome. To the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast, where prepping doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Coming to you from a well-defended off-grid compound high in the mountains. Coming to you from his Florida room in Richmond, Virginia. Neither off-grid nor well-defended, unless you count as chickens and cats. Here is your host, Keith. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. My name is Keith. Episode 48. Today is June 15th, 2023. I planned on putting this podcast together a couple days ago, but work has been very, very busy. I know I've mentioned a few times before that I work uh, for the largest online retailer in the world, and we can just leave it at that because if I actually say the company I work for, and I want to give opinions, if it gets political and stuff like that, I have to do all these disclaimers that my opinions are my own and all that stuff. And you just, you know, I never want to say something. And then somebody come back and said, oh, Keith, that guy that works for so-and-so said this. And we just don't need that headache. So uh, this is part two of prepping with ADHD. Real quick, let's talk about my chickens before we get into the subject matter. Uh, Chickens are doing very well. I have been feeding them for the last week and a half a a homemade feed that a farm about 30 minutes from the house puts together. They have chickens and all sorts of other animals. It's non-GMO, all natural, organic, whatever. It's um, it's it's really it's there's there's some uh, corn, there's some scratch material in it, there's some oats, there's some. A bunch of other stuff. The chickens absolutely love it. They've been on it for about a week and a half. Their egg production has increased quite a bit. Instead of two and three eggs with the six chickens, I'm getting four, five, and sometimes six consistently. Now, again, that might have nothing to do with the feed and everything to do with the weather settling down. I don't have the temp. We don't have the temperature swings uh, here in Central Virginia like we've uh, had early spring. Could be the food. Could be the weather, could be something completely different, but that feed, a 50-pound bag, is only $2.25 more expensive than the feed at Tractor Supply. So they seem to like it. I feel a little bit better that I'm feeding them something that's homemade, that's not put together in a factory and you know shoved out by the truckload. But they're doing very well. Uh, it's uh, obviously getting warmer, uh, high 80s today. I have a fan not a timer on like there's a temperature probe, a small fan, kind of an exhaust fan that removes the warm air from the coop that comes on at 80, uh, 80 miles an hour. Lord, that's right. It comes on at hurricane strength winds and then it just topples everything at 80 degrees. The fan comes on and then I have a large barn fan kind of tilted up in the first covered run at a 45, that temperature probe when it hits 85, that kicks on and then it turns off at 80. So the chickens are doing very well. They're loving the warm weather, loving their dust baths and dust baths and able to get out and run around most of the day. Okay, so back to prepping with ADHD. I had a few emails and some folks were asking about how it manifests itself on a daily basis. So let me explain it this way. I call it brain lock 
or brain freeze. And I was actually looking for a couple articles on it. And I'm just going to read this article to you because uh, this young lady did a fantastic job explaining what brain freeze is. Her name is Stacy Turris, T-U-R-I-S. And this was published April 27th, 2022. And she says, quote, right now I'm beating my head against a desk because I'm stuck. I can usually come up with pretty good tips on maintaining a happy and fulfilling life as someone with adult ADHD. But today I have nothing. Zip. I'm in that uncomfortable spot called stagnation. I'm not moving forward. My wheels are spinning like crazy, but I just can't get traction. Most people with ADHD know and despise that stagnant feeling. We should all we should shouldn't take it out on stagnation though because for me stagnation is the end result of being overwhelmed. So a little personal commentary, overwhelmed and being overwhelmed is definitely a thing. I'm sure folks without ADHD get overwhelmed, but when someone with ADHD or severe ADHD get over gets overwhelmed, that's when brain freeze or brain lock kind of sets in. So back to her article, people with ADHD are great at hyper-focusing. I know I talked about that last podcast. We can do it for hours, days, or months, depending on how interesting the project is. During that period, we don't need food, water, sleep, or hygiene, though our friends and family may disagree with the hygiene part. All right, another, just a side note, a sidebar, Your Honor. When I'm hyper-focused, I may forget to eat, I may forget to drink, I do not forget to sleep, and I'm pretty good about personal hygiene, pretty much shower on a daily basis every day during the week. I might skip uh, skip Saturday unless I'm out in the yard, then I'll, I'll certainly shower Saturday night. Okay, uh, though your friends may agree with the hygiene part. It feels good to hyper-focus when something seemingly normal like focus is actually hard to come by. We don't, what we don't realize is that for long periods of time, busting our butts mean busting our brains. People with ADHD need downtime. They need alone time. They need time to process things in our brains that we haven't had time to do. We don't process as it's happening. We have to break it all down later when we can give the act our undivided attention. When I'm in tune with my needs of my brain, I'll take some time to sit on the couch, look out the window, and sometimes watch a movie for an hour or more. I don't even know what goes on in my brain as this is happening because I'm not an active participant. I let my brain do its thing. I know thoughts are tumbling around, problems are working themselves out, so I kind of observe the process and when it's over, I feel less anxious and more focused. Basically, I've just made a bunch of room in my brain to allow things to settle in nicely. This gives me a sense of being more on top of things. Last paragraph. When I have less room and more thoughts inhibiting my mental space, at some point everything comes to a screeching halt. My brain gives me the middle finger salute, locks the doors, closed for business. At this point, I'm out of luck. I can kick the doors, rattle the windows, and try to pick the locks, but my brain has had its necessary downtime and I'm in the stagnation zone. So the, the article goes on, but that was one of the first few articles that I looked up. And that pretty much describes what I would call brain lock or brain freeze. At work, things move um, at the speed of light. Uh, we, would, we can certainly, uh, what I call pivot, we could be doing something one day, the next day is completely different. Literally, I'm running 110 miles an hour from when I get to work until it's time to leave. And to me, that's good. I have to keep my brain engaged almost 24-7 with the exception of when I 
I try to sleep, that is when I really need to shut my brain off way, way easier, easier said than done. But I've got a few things. I have um, Amazon, Amazon Music and uh, the, uh, the Echo Dots, the Alexa. And there's a, it's called Sleep Sounds, I think is the app. I think they call them apps. Green Noise. I know White Noise. I knew that was a thing. I didn't know Green Noise was the thing. There's all sorts of color, or, uh, color sounds and uh, color noises. Green Noise actually helps me disengage my brain and sleep the best with it kind of running in the background. So if you have trouble sleeping and it doesn't have to be because ADHD, go ahead and and check out apps. You can get them for your phones or whatever and check out green noise. I actually went through the colors a couple weeks ago and there is a difference, although I I wouldn't be able to tell you what the difference is now, but it's subtle depending on what color you're listening to. there uh, There is some subtle differences. Okay. Speaking of that stagnant feeling, that is terrible, terrible. I, I hate that stagnant feeling. I'm not a couch potato. I might watch a couple YouTube videos, maybe something on Netflix, but but really not very much of a TV watcher. Don't watch a lot of professional sports anymore. That's why on the weekends, I'm out in the yard running errands, working 12, 14-hour, 16-hour days sometimes just to get that that feeling of uh, satisfaction, accomplishment, self-fulfillment. I guess that's the best way. Because what I do at work Monday through Friday is what I have to do because it's my job and because obviously I enjoy working there, so I want to do that. But that is something that I go to every Monday through Friday because that's how I make my living. When it comes to my free time, that is an excellent opportunity to engage my brain for me to be the selfish person, I guess, to do the things to help my brain keep working. Because to me, when my brain stops, it's it's like it really doesn't stop. So when it stops, I think something's wrong. And to compound things, I have tinnitus, tinnitus, whatever you want to call it, very, very bad in both ears, especially in my right. So when it's a quiet room, it's not quiet to me. Imagine the dentist drill when you're getting a, a, a cavity filled, that really high-pitched whine. Imagine holding that dentist drill off to the right side about, I don't know, six or eight feet away from your ear and then turning it on. And I kid you not, I am not exaggerating in the slightest. That's how loud it is. Now, I've got my headphones on. I'm listening to myself in the headphones. Out of my right ear, all I hear is that high-pitched wine whirling sound, whatever you want to call it. So anyway, just to add insult to injury, there are some times when it's quiet, but it is so loud. It's I, I can't... the. My brain hears it, but it's not really a sound, if that makes any sense. Sometimes it's like as loud as a lot of people in a crowded room talking pretty loudly. That's the kind of sound that it gets, even though I'm sitting in the pitch black with my eyes closed trying to fall asleep. That's what my brain hears. And then, of course, that doesn't help. And then my brain then kicks off 100 miles an hour and there'll be very little sleep that night. Another thing earworms. Not, not, they're not real worms. Everybody knows that an earworm is a song or a phrase, whether it's what baby shark or the badger, badger, badger song. I get these earworms mostly at night and then first thing in the morning when I open my eyes. So right now, 
going around in my head, even as I sit here and talk to you all, is Mike and the Mechanics, All I Need is a Miracle. I have not heard that song in probably 15 or 20 years. It came on the Sirius Satellite Radio on my Jeep the other day, and I played it a couple of times because I absolutely love that song. Today's Thursday. That was Monday. And right now, uh, uh, probably three quarters of a verse has just been going around in my head for the last hour hour 45 minutes and it's just it it just happens i don't get frustrated about it 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 just does its thing and i just go ahead and let it run it run its course i don't get frustrated because the more frustrated i get it's just going to get louder in my head and <laughs> maybe my brain will will add the second verse in the chorus and before you know it I, we've you know we've got the whole song going on so in addition to earworms another way that ADHD manifests itself is when I write an email at work. Now, I'll explain this, but my explanation will not do this justice. When I'm writing an email, all right, let me, uh, I'm just going to grab a sentence from the article that uh, we, we, I just read. So here's the sentence. We have to break it all down later when we can give the act our undivided attention. Okay, I don't type very well, so I can I gotta look at the keyboard every once in a while. So I assume everybody does this. You know, you want to type. Okay, uh, we need to. Uh, oh yeah, see, I've already lost what we're talking about. <laughs> we have to break it all down later. So we have to break. So you're just typing away because in your brain, you're like you're saying, you know, silently, we have to break it all down later when we can give the act our undivided attention. What happens is I think my brain gets ahead of my fingers because. When I go back to proofread my emails, so here's the sentence. We have to break it all down later when we can give the act our undivided attention. This is how my email would read. We have to break it down, can give our attention. And I look at that when I proofread it. Now, imagine it's you know several sentences. I look at that and I'm like, how in the world did you miss 25% of the words? Because I know I was saying it in my head and I know I was typing it. So anyway, I go back, proofread it, and then I add the words that I missed. And then I read it again. Now, when I read it for the second time, guess what? Some of those same words that I swear to goodness that I typed in the first time I corrected it, they're not there. So then I read it again. So now this is the third time I've read this email, read this one sentence. And in my brain, my brain is adding the words that aren't there. My eyes, I, I can't say that my eyes see, see them because they're not there, but my brain adds the words, just like my brain adds the words as I'm typing. So now the frustration level, let's say it's a super fancy email that's going to my managers, 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 you know, some big muckety muck with the company, and it needs to be grammatically correct, and you know, it, need, it needs to make sense and get to the point. So so this is already going to a very important person. I need to make sure my content is correct, whatever. And now I start proofreading it. And it's almost like every time I read it, it gets worse. And after about the third or fourth time, I literally have to get up and I have to walk away. So what I do now is that a text to voice thing on Microsoft Word, I'll go ahead and cut and paste the email to a Word doc and then you know, edit it, or I'll actually edit in the body of the email to listen to it. And I just kind of close my eyes, you know, and then whatever voice you pick, uh, we have to break it all down later when we can give the act our undivided attention. And if I close my eyes, I'll notice the word that the computer voice does not say. If I read along, 
and listen to the voice say the words, even though the person, the, the computer voice does not say the word, my brain does in my head. So that's why I have to look away from the email and go ahead and just listen. I'll do that a couple times and then I'm good to go. So that can be very frustrating. Another thing at work that is a bit frustrating is my facial expression. When I'm, I'm going somewhere at work, I walk with a purpose. I walk quickly because like I said, we move at the speed of light. There's no time to lollygag around. And people have stopped me. To this day, people will stop me that I talk to every single day and see 20 times a day. They'll say, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? They said, well, it looks like something's wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. You know, they'll maybe somebody will see me later on. Hey, I, I saw you over at whatever heading to the office. Is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, why? Well, you just, you know, kind of just had this blank look on your face. Well, that's how I describe it. When I'm going somewhere, I'm thinking about where I'm going, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, whatever it happens to be. When I'm in meetings and I'm sitting there, for the most part, I make eye contact and stuff like that, not every once in a while, but for the most part, I have a very blank expression because, again, my attention span is relatively small. So if somebody's going to talk about something, a project, whatever it happens to be, for an extended period of time, it's literally I have to just like hyper-focus my brain on what, you know, what Mike or Linda happens to be saying. I can't let it wander because if it wanders, here comes Mike and the Mechanics and every other song from the 80s. And then I've, I've totally, I'm useless in the meeting because I've, I've already spaced out and I have no idea what we're talking about. So when I'm listening to somebody very intently, when I'm in like, a, you know, two or three of us in a meeting, when somebody is saying something, what I do is I'll kind of look at the ground a little bit and I'll kind of cock my head to the side. And it's, and it's just, it's the position I put my head in. Actually, I've got my head in that position right now that that's my way of like tuning everything out and listening to everything this person is saying, like concentrating because this is important. I've had people stop conversations in these small meetings and ask if I'm okay, because apparently I, I'm catatonic or I, you know I've, I've gone off the la-la land or something like that. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And there's been a few people that I've had to explain this to, to say, hey, I'm not ignoring you. You know, my mind hasn't drifted off to the islands or anything like that, but I'm, I'm just really concentrating on what you're saying because I know it's important. And then they understand that. I don't go into the, the underlying explanation, but I'm like, no, 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 this is just, this is just my look. And people come in the office. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? Well, you just got that look on your face. I'm like, oh, oh crap. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's, it's, it's very frustrating. You know, I can't like sit there and smile and, you know, pretend whatever's going on in my head is not going on in my head, but it's just kind of a, not a survival technique or, or tactic. It's just how my brain works to say, okay, this is what you need to do to make sure that uh, you're concentrating and you pick up the highlights and it's, it's a productive meeting because coming out of the meeting, there may be an action item or something that I need, I need to do. So when it comes to the prepping part, it allows me to hyper-focus. So when I put the pantry together, uh, I'm thinking about recipes, the freeze dryer, uh, getting a couple canning books, uh, a pressure canner, whatever it happens to be, it allows me to take all that jumbled mess going on in my head and instead of getting distracted, I'm very happy that I can hyper-focus on something and you know, start planning it. Whereas at work and other social circumstances, 
there's really not a plan. It's just really all willy-nilly and it, it's, it's very disjointed and that can be, that can, you know, lead to a, a certain level of frustration. So being hyper-focused saying, all right, well, I'm going to go to the, uh, the pantry down at the, um, the, the Mormon church had the pantry, not too far down, uh, down the road for me. I'm going to pick up uh, some apple slices. Looks like uh, we need some flour and I'm going to pick up a few things. And then after that, I've got to go to home Depot because I got to pick up two, whatever pressure treated two by four by tens to build X, Y, and Z. Then I'm thinking about lunch, maybe a run to Costco. My, uh, Costco might be Sunday morning. And so I've got this kind of planned out in my head. Now, if I don't get to all those things, that's fine because that just means, you know, in my little brain running around, those thoughts mean that I, I did something else, something popped in that I had to take care of, or the initial project, whatever in the yard, laundry, took a little bit longer than it needed to. So that's okay. As long as I am not wasting my time or what I perceive as wasting my time uh, within that day, it's all good. And in the article I read a few minutes ago, uh, this young lady talked about sitting alone, being alone, and just you know being at peace, I think, at peace with, her, 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 with her thoughts, that her brain is kind of on autopilot and things are kind of pretty chill. So every once in a while that happens, and that is a fantastic, fantastic feeling. Not exactly the moment of clarity that I talked about in the previous podcast, but still. Um, and like I said before, I've had several hobbies, but I think there's so much going on in the world and there's so much content out there. There's so many things that I can actually point to and say, hey, prepping, long-term food storage, whatever you want to call it, this seems plausible. What, you know, what they're saying might happen or what they're saying seems plausible. So therefore, if there's a possibility, this is my plan on how to mitigate whatever hardships might happen because of this potential disaster or whatever it happens to be. So I'm able to plan ahead, focus on several different aspects of it. So there's several different angles, several different fingers, if, if you will, about prepping. You've got your food, your water, your shelter, your power. So there's several ways you can go with that. So I'm not totally hyper-focused on any particular angle. I can be talking about uh, the food in my pantry, rotating my stock, what I'm going to freeze dry next. And then in my next thought, I can talk about you know my water. You know, Am I going to rotate my water containers or we're talking about power. Oh, I need to watch this guy on YouTube because he's going to review the EcoFlow, Delta, whatever, whatever they have going on. And let's see if I need, if, if that's a possibility, if it fits into my power plan. If not, then, you know, we go on to something else. So it is very, in a, in a way, this ADHD for me, uh, when it comes to the prepping part, is very beneficial. Now, I'm not sure who gets the biggest benefit out of it. I'm not sure if the uh, the ADHD uh, thrives on the prepping and the hyper-focusing, but then on the other hand, the, the prepping, the end results and the plan benefit from the hyper-focusing itself. And again, I think I just got that completely backwards. So uh, uh, talk amongst yourselves and maybe <laughs> you can figure out what I meant. Anyway, the, the, the prepping and the final uh, the final project or the final result, and then the ADHD, they, they, they feed off each other, they work with uh, one another, and 
I'll just quit talking about that because I've just got myself very confused. So in my freeze dryer right now is what I call apple fries. There is a young man on YouTube that I watched and he had a commercial French fry maker where you take the uh, potato and it's got a handle and you put it through these super sharp uh, grid-like pattern blades and they come out as like really nice, like thick fries, not really wedges, uh, but like thick fries. Well, he did that with some apples. Uh, he did gala apples and I bought some uh, Fuji, Fuji, Fiji. Anyway, the F apples. I bought some of the F apples a couple nights ago and I've run those through this potato uh, French fry slicer thingy and they look really good and they're in the freeze dryer right now. I didn't time and I forgot to look at my book with my notes and they're probably going to finish up at about 2.30 in the morning and then I'll be up there getting them packed in mylar or vacuum sealing them in, in, in the middle of the morning. But I, I checked on them. They look like they're doing very well. They have a few hours left and uh, they are kind of stacked, kind of heavy on the trays. So hopefully uh, there's enough time and you know they haven't, um, I guess, got all smooshed together. So there's a chance that uh, there'll be some moisture left and I'll just have to spread them out and, and run it for a, for a few more hours. So anyway, folks, uh, thank you so much for stopping by. And I, I want to reach out real quick. I was looking at some of the metrics the other day and uh, this latest podcast, uh, episode one for prepping with ADHD has been heard in the United States, one, two, Australia, Canada, Germany, the UK, Japan, Switzerland, Spain, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven,